Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. When facing a family law matter, it can feel like an overwhelming and never-ending court process. It's vital to know that things will look better on the other side if you hire legal counsel with the skill and compassion to help. At Stangy Law Firm, we represent clients in difficult family law matters every day. Visit FamilyLawRepresentation.com to schedule your consultation. That's FamilyLawRepresentation.com. Stangy Law Firm, here to help you rebuild your life. Stangy Law Firm has an office in Wichita. Kirk Stangy, 120 South Central Avenue, Suite 450 Clayton, Missouri. Now Podcast One brings you Spike's Car Radio. A downloadable Cars and Coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston, and recorded live from the porch of the famous Malibu Kitchen. Now, here's Spike. Thank you, fake announcer guy. I have a bunch of questions already. People have been asking me questions to ask to talk about. You want to run through some right now? Go. And, you know, you give me your opinion, and if you don't want to answer it, that's fine. This one is from uh, Jeremy Taylor. It says, good morning, Spike. I've been seriously considering a 17 Nissan GTR, but we need some insight on whether or not it would be suitable as my daily driver living where we do. We get snow. I have to have all-wheel drive. What do you think, Zuckerman? I say, why not? Yeah, it's why a GTR. Not? It's got all-wheel drive. It's also heavy. It's heavy as hell. This is one of those guys who's asking for validation of something he already knows that he wants. And just get it. I want Don't bother that. me with questions you already know the answer to, Jeremy Taylor. <laughs> Thanks for writing in. Have fun. Ryan Spear. Um, listen to the first episode. Nice start! Exclamation point. That I find to be an insult. By the way, is Jerry really a 930 turbo guy, or was it a clever innuendo for imitators to go and jump of a bridge, so to speak? I think he means jump off a bridge. Do you remember? What is he talking about? I don't know what he's talking about. But, but Jerry's not really a 930 guy, I mean, right? Yeah, well, but what he's saying is is that are we attempting to manipulate markets for our own gain? And <laughs> I think he's got a fine idea. I think this is a, a great idea. <laughs> well... <laughs> You and Jerry, uh, myself to a lesser extent, and a few others have been manipulating markets for years just because we get crazy about cars. We all start looking for 73 RSs, and we start calling around, and then C.J. Wilson gets involved, and Steve Serio on the East Coast, and suddenly the prices start going up, right? So in so, essence, we manipulate each other. It's not that we, yeah, we're, we're losing money for each other, and we've become smarter about it, so... Um, so don't tell anybody what, what he's into. Eric uh, Almenberg. Eric Almenberg. S2E3. Oh, he's talking car matchmaker. Okay, so in Season 2, Episode 3, you use a website to find a Mercedes 450 for a comedian. Which website was it? Now, you own one of these cars, don't you? I've owned several of them right What's now. What's the one you have? I, well, I have a 72 350. The, the first year of, I believe it's called the 107 mm-hmm. body type, R107, which ran from 72 until 89. Uh, on that show, um, I don't want to denigrate that car, but it was a piece of shit, <laughs> uh, to be frank. And, uh, and so... Um, I don't remember where you found that car. I thought you found it at uh, at just one of the dealerships. No, I, I remember where I found the car, but I think the point is these cars are not hard to find, are they? 
They in the in that run from '72 until '89, they made three hundred thousand of that body type. <laughs> so, three hundred thousand. So here you go, Eric. Look anywhere. They made three hundred thousand of these things, and it and it's not going to be a problem to find one. I think this car we may have found on Craigslist. I I don't remember, but they are everywhere. There. Do you like these cars? Would you recommend you get one? Absolutely. They're inexpensive, right? There, you can get one for under five grand, maybe. What, what you want it, but the the issue is, yes, you can get one as cheap as five grand. Uh, the parts are available. The parts are expensive. The service is expensive. So, as usual, it behooves you to get one of the later ones. 86 to 89 would be the 560 SL. Those are the most evolved. Try to get one of those that, that had a fastidious one or two owners, uh, and then you're probably in good shape. All right, let's keep going here. James Foley. Hi, Spike. I love your show. I'm very interested in an old Porsche, but I don't know how much I should look to spend or what years to look for. Well, huh. spend an unlimited amount of dollars and find something from between 1965 and 73 in the 911. He goes on to say, I want something fun and something under 7,500. All right, well, that changes things. Well, he's not um, getting anything. He can get a toy. Well, what could you get for under 7,500 at this point? 996s aren't even remotely close. No, to, no you, you would a 924, or a 944, yeah. or a 968. Would you really recommend that somebody gets one of those no, things? Piece of front, crap. Their front engine piece of, piece piece of, of crap. crap. Why not, though, take that money? And maybe lease something. Well, it's not practical in the Porsche biz. Again, it? it's. A, I don't think unless unless you're you got a pretty good um, FICA FICO and you got a pretty good salary, right. you're not leasing anything. Well, what if we it. say? What if we recommend that he get a nice old Volkswagen Beetle or something with a manual transmission and and get a little bit of what a 356 feels like? I, I own a Beetle. I love it. And I think that's actually a brilliant idea because what you can do is you can crack that case. You can, there's so many aftermarket uh, hot rodders that's that can right. take that engine, essentially make it into a 356 engine, increase the horsepower, and those things handle wonderfully. Yeah, they do. They handle like an old 356 uh, enough. Enough. The engine's in the back, which is the right the place. The sound is right. And if we see you, we're going to say hi to you. We're going to talk to you. you You'll have credibility. You have credibility. There's your answer. Um, well, all right, let's do a couple more of these. Lawrence Chashnin, what are your thoughts with regard to the Porsche 928? I think we just gave those. Um, Vic Graham Prashar says, I seek advice. I seek advice, <laughs> Zuckerman. I seek on, advice. On any subject. To get a manual uh, future collector. So he a uh, manual uh, gear future collectible. Uh, Here are the choices he's kind of laid out. What would you get? 2009 V8 Vantage, 2004 Gallardo Lamborghini, 2004 Ferrari Modena. That's a 360 2010 R8. I All of get, these cars are horrible. Well, they're all in the hundred thousand dollar range. The V8 Vantage, I think you probably catch around sixty k. It, it's going to be. It's going to be. But out of those to, four, give the guys. You know, I, I can I can I interject? I know this isn't on his list. But he should be getting a 997, a Ooh, 997, a 911. I think that's one of the best yeah. recent Porsches made, and I think it's a future collectible. It is so Porsche and so a little bit analog, the right size. That's the way to go, Vikram. <laughs> Vikram Prashar, <laughs> do that. And my choice, my second choice would be get that R8. I think these other cars are going to be an issue with you. But the Porsche, like Zuckerman's saying, your money could be safe. You may actually... Make some money. The advantage you're going to want to drive off a cliff one day. <laughs> <laughs> Make an insurance claim. The unsellable advantage. And then you and then you can help them get the money, Zuckerman. All right. Well, um, right now, 
we're going to go across town. Uh, not too long ago, Zuckerman, in fact, yesterday, I had a chat with John Ross Bowie. Not Bowie, Bowie is how he pronounces his name. He's the star of ABC's Speechless, and here's my interview with him. Hi, John. You hey, taking Spike. a picture of me? I am taking a picture of you. Oh, well, let you. me put my glasses on. Hold on. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Hold You've on. got a brand to protect. There you go. There it is. No, I just I look a little younger with my glasses on. <laughs> uh, that's counterintuitive, but it's 100% right. It yeah. works. Now I'm going to take them off and look. I've aged. Oh, my God. Like Gandalf. <laughs> well, this is uh, – I've never met you before. But I'm sure you and I travel in the same circles. I think we have a ton of friends in common. This yeah. is John Ross Bowie. He's it's actually Bowie. Bowie. Sorry. No, it's fine. It's now, the most, see, it I is, guess now I haven't met you. It is the most common mistake. Do you ever. know how to pronounce my last name? Uh, Ferriston. That, yeah, that was good. Yeah, you're right. Am I right? Okay. So <laughs> it's, it's you have to make a mistake. Ex- and, exactly like it's spelled. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> do, you, do people mispronounce your name? Constantly. Really? Absolutely. It's Fernstein, Fernstein. It's a mess. They're it's putting a, extra letters in there, though. That's doesn't... It's awful. And they're making it very Jewy, a lot Jewier than it was. They are making it very Jewy. Yeah, it, it, it was anglicized from Fernstein or Fernstein. Oh, my, it was when my grandfather married a uh, Catholic, which was a big scandal in my family. So was, was this in some shuttle, or was this here in the United States? <laughs> this was here in New York City. Yeah, okay, on the Upper East Side of New York City. Okay, and and to make it right. He said, I'll, I'll, I'll anglicize my name and make it more American, more. But he didn't change enough of it. He changed it from Ferenstein to Ferristen. It's still a mess. It's still a mess, but it, right. it is a little more. Because Ferristen, you're like, oh, that maybe that guy's German. <laughs> what about just Ferris? Why not just Ferris? Why just Ferret? Something simple. Even that wouldn't get mistaken. Anyway, we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about you. Hi. And, Rhymes um, with Maui going forward. That's right. There you go. Maui. But, it, you know, you look at that and you think David Bowie right away. And you do. You do. Did um, he mispronounce his name, do you think? He um, – uh, I'll say this. Anytime I go to the U.K., people mm-hmm. get my name correct right out of the gate. They do. Anytime I'm in the U.K., like I go to customs, they're like, hello, Mr. Bowie. I'm like, hello to you. So do you think it was David Bowie in England or David uh, Bowie? I've heard, it, I've heard it pronounced that way, yeah. Wow. Um, I, uh, you know, missed my window to uh, meet the guy and clarify it with him directly. Um <laughs> I got my share of uh, condolence texts when we lost him last year, though, which was very touching, if uh, misguided. Really? <laughs> yeah, I got a few people who were like, For real? I'm, I'm assuming he was family. And I, I said, my, I'm like, that's, I was a fan, but uh, hey, listen, you can't do better than Hunky Dory, but no, we are not blood. No. Also, not his real name. What? David Bowie isn't? David Bowie? Jones. He was David Jones. He was David Jones. I didn't know that. Yeah. What's your real name? Uh... John Michael Ross. Ferenstein. <laughs> okay. Joshua Ferenstein. Well, you're here promoting ABC Speechless. I am. You're entering its second season, we right? Are. You're entering your second season. It's yeah. fantastic. Wednesdays at 8.30? Wednesdays at 8.30. Are you guys on a normal – are you on in the fall? Is that when you premiere the yeah, second we'll season? Yeah, be on, we'll be on in the fall. And Congratulations. We're in, we're in reruns now that we were preempted last night by something called Boy Band. Well, that's huge, Boy Band. <laughs> that's the show they sold with two words. Yeah. Boy Band. Yeah. I just read that. And that's the search for the next boy band. Would you uh, like to promote that? Um, you because know what? I could talk about that all night. I am a network skewed. <laughs> I will happily promote boy band if, if Bob Iger needs me to. Well, there's I, lots I, to talk about with it, with your network, ABC, because aren't you guys also doing that um, gong show thing, too? <laughs> no, you, you have nothing to do with it. But, uh, and that's Mike Myers, might, right? It's, no, it's not. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a weird British comedian who resembles Mike Myers. <laughs> no, he's hosting the show in character. He is. It's really have a bold choice. It's sitting on my DVR. 
I did not get a chance to watch it. Wow. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Mike Myers. My I mean, kids and I just went through Austin Powers together. They're and great. And they hold up incredibly well. They're and kids really love funny. Them. And yeah. they were wondering, like I was wondering, like why is Mike Myers not doing more Austin Powers and everything else? So I guess this is his new show that he's rolling out. I, I, I wish him well. I'm a massive fan. I actually, yeah. you know what you can find online is the Sprocket script. Oh, yeah. And it's really funny. I was in a Sprocket sketch on Saturday Night Live. Really? Yes. I got to play one of those weird dancing the dancers. Guys. At yeah. the end, that was the time was on Sprockets a, when we danced? It, was, it wasn't even an under five. I'm sure it was just an extra part, but I got to do a little dance. You know, that's <laughs> what an amazing chunk of you, – you have to take those little moments uh, in, in your career, wherever they come, and uh-huh. you're able to say, I was a dancer on Sprockets, is such like – that's such an iconic credit. And it forgot about it until this moment. Oh, but it's so cool. And I was in a Wayne's World, too. Those are two pretty solid sketches what'd to you be do, in. What did you do in a Wayne's World? I was German guy, and I had an under five line in that one. I don't remember what it was, but I know I was in it, and it was a thrill for me. You were writing this on the show great. the time? I feel like I'm reliving my past, and I'm remembering it. I'm so old, I've forgotten the things that I've done. I, but again, for, I don't want to talk about me, Joe I kind of do, though. We can, okay. I want to talk about you. I want to get to Cars. It says here... Well, first of all, getting into your second season for a show is a pretty big deal. It's I, pretty I know because I create and write shows that, you know, the odds of you even getting to the end of your first season is a big deal. It's it's really like winning a stack of lottery tickets. I mean, to get a pilot, to get the pilot to go to series, mm-hmm. to then get your your full season order, and then to get a second uh, episode, it's incredibly rarefied air. And tell everybody if they haven't seen the show what it's about. It is a um, uh, a really it's a really funny edgy show about a family that uh, that doesn't have a lot of money so they they move into a, a, a terrible house in a really good school district um, so they can get the best education possible for their kids one of whom uses a wheelchair and I try not to lead with that because when you lead with that people be, are like oh well, that sounds really depressing and it's not it's a really funny show got, well we like wheels on this show so well there we go that's cool there we go then you will then you will enjoy uh, you know it's funny I've gotten to drive the uh, uh, the the wheelchair that my uh, my son uses on the show and it it, uh, it handles pretty well I gotta say and it's got some insane pickups so it's a, it's a battery powered deal it's a battery powered deal but you can you I've I've gotten into some some wrecks some full on NASCAR wrecks in our small set uh, driving that thing it is no joke Micah Fowler plays my son and he in real life uses a uh, a manual uh, wheelchair but on the show he's got this souped up like fast and furious machine and it's uh so what was that casting like were you looking for someone that actually was in a wheelchair for the show and yeah. an actor and is that yeah. a big pool of actors it's not um we there was literally a nationwide search that our casting director Susie Ferris conducted that um, had her just viewing tapes from tapes. Listen to me, viewing digital files from uh, <laughs> Betamax tapes from all over this great, all over the thirteen colonies. Um, the um, uh, they they just did this massive search for um, you know people who who you know, kids who were who were using wheelchairs and who who had a certain charisma and Micah already had some credits. Micah's with a with Paradigm. Paradigm are by any estimation a larger agent than yeah, I'm sure. with, and mm-hmm. uh, they he. They, his dad's uh, sort of taped a little interview with him uh, where he, he talked about just what kind of TV he watches. There were no sides. He doesn't speak on the show. He's nonverbal on the show. He can speak in real life. Um, uh, but Susie Ferris found this kid who'd, um, who had done oh, he'd done a Sesame Street. He'd done a Blues Clues. Wow. Um, and uh, he's great. He's, he's, he's incredibly charismatic. You gotta, I, I recommend the show if only to see what a, uh, a handsome young man, too. Good Lord. <laughs> handsome. I love the idea that the world thinks this kid is my son. It's great. 
Yeah. And so um, I understand you're nominated for an Emmy for it this year. We are. Are you? Not. We are. We, the nominations haven't come out yet. They haven't. Um, That's um, what I thought. Someone yeah. told me that you I'm were. straight up fire your producer right now. We're going we're gonna to shame him. That's Will right over there. Look Hi. at him. He didn't say it, but it's on my sheet here. Hi, Will. Um, we're yeah. on a couple lists of things that people <laughs> think should be nominated. We are Ooh. ourselves not nominated uh, just not yet. yet. But you right, know because what? the nominations come out in July, right? Right, middle of July. July. Yeah, that's right. Um, um, but you know what? Let's let's do the secret here. Let's okay. manifest it and, okay. uh, and put it out in front of you. Yeah, put it yeah. out in front of me, and that'll mm-hmm. be the goal. Yeah, okay. um, we've gotten some nice. Um, uh, we got a, an award from the Television Academy um, that uh, for shows that that move towards social change. It was right. us. It was. Um, the night of that really good HBO crime oh, show. I love that. It was great, That's right? It was really incredible. Um, so we we have gotten some some nice notoriety and the reviews have been have been great. Especially for a network comedy. And critics can be tough on network comedy right, these right. days, you know. No, especially. And maybe justifiably so. But we've been uh, we've been pretty pretty uh, I think people look at the show and think, Well, this is gonna be like a really treakly after school special and then when it's kind of a fun, edgy comedy, mm-hmm. they're happily surprised. And mm-hmm. I think we, we benefit from that shifted expectation right right now you were also spent a little time on big bang theory right i did i did i and, have and hopefully we'll be back and so you consider yourself part of that cast too i when you say we like that um i you know i <clears throat> big bang is a is a home away from home to a certain extent i do like two or three a year tops oh. um but um i've been on since season two as sheldon's yeah. nemesis mm-hmm. so i i'm part of it and i've uh um when I started on the show, the internet very much treated me like I was I was I was helping the show jump the shark. I was the shark that the show was jumping. Do people get mad at you? The oh fans? God, do they think you're so the bad guy? They really do. Yeah. And I've, and I've since like I've been on. It's so funny because people got very annoyed at this new guy who was on the show, and part of me was like, "Oh my god, people are such children! I can't believe people are such children." Forgetting the fact that I, I stormed away from Cheers when Shelley Long left. People hate mm-hmm. change. I get that. People hate change. They don't like strangers coming into their midst. No, uh, I think over the course of nine years, people have acclimated to the character, and uh, it's fun to be on a show that people love. You know, it's it's really uh, uh, and it's a nice cast. Oh, of course, they're a nice cast. And you're on fabulous. two different networks. It's nice. It's you're not thriving. Bad. It's any plans know? for Fox and NBC? Um, if they'll have me, sure, <laughs> sure. You're not exclusive. No, I'm not. Excited. How did you make a deal at ABC <laughs> to not be exclusive for your own show? They know what they know. What's you know, best the folks who aren't in show business, whenever you get signed to one of these networks, they always make you sign this thing that says you can't go on other networks, right? Yeah, it's true. They are... And you're the star of Speechless, or one of the stars of the cast. That, to me, like if I'm Iger, I'm like, that guy's not going anywhere. They are very generous and will let me wander. I have like three chances a year to, uh, three. to swing. I see. Uh, to so go outside my so marriage. So it's in your contract that you can only do it three times. And it, it can't. It doesn't have to just be Big Bang, but I have three chances to go outside the marriage. And, and you that's know, it. And, you know, if I'm on a a business trip and I meet a lady at a bar and things happen, <laughs> uh, I can slip the ring into my back pocket and yeah, we, we move forward. They want you. They You're want, their girl. Um, but they, yeah, it's, They don't want you out with some other guy. ABC's been very flexible. ABC has been very flexible and we have an understanding. I sound like one of those gross husbands no. on those Showtime no, documentaries about that. that. I've, been, I've been held back by that stuff before and it's awful when you can't do something. Because it kind of, you know, you, you can't really, it, you know, get any bigger than you want to get when one network goes, nope. <laughs> I'm allowed. I'm allowed to, to uh, stretch quite a bit, and right. I, I, uh, I I take advantage of it. I, right. I have a good time with it. Well, let's. You know, they tell me you like cars. That you're 
a car guy of some kind, that you have an interest in cars. Well, it's and- interesting because, you know, I, I grew up in New York City where where there are more cabs than cars. Right. You know? and, and, and most people don't get a driver's license in New York. I did not. You did not, I right. I did not. I grew up in New York City. My mom doesn't drive. My father did drive, but... He's no longer with us, so I can say freely, terrible driver. Right. Angry, <laughs> angry, angry man on the road. Okay. We'd rent a car and go out to the island sometimes, or he'd drive my grandmother's car, and just just the the, the incredible Willie Loman rage uh-huh. in this man was really was something to behold. So uh, so I, I grew up just not being particularly interested in cars, and I, I didn't get a license in my 20s, and I, I, you know, I wow. pawned rides off of other people at age 30. We, we, my wife and I drove across the country. She drove across the country. I sat in the passenger seat, um, navigated and, uh, picked the music. And what kind of car was this? This was a, it was an old, it was a 95 Corolla when we drove out here in 2002. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, it was okay. a real, real wagon. Real, um, can, we can curse on this. Sure. Real busy wagon. Real, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, You're getting a lot of attention on the road um, across America. But so we, so I get to LA <clears throat> and... What was the, what was the plan for this drive though? Was it to stop along the way? Or is this, you know, let's get there in a couple of days? No, it was a stop along the way kind of thing. It was a, you know, we're going to drive through, um, uh, uh, we're going to take a little chunk of Route 66. Okay. To say we've done a little chunk of Route 66. Uh We're going to, you know, stop off in roadside places in Arizona where you can buy a swastika flag. Not a joke. (laughs) Really can. Yeah. Terrifying. Um, uh, It's a big country. Big country with a lot of diverse ideas. Where was it? I've, I've since forgotten, but we were like, oh, look at this place. They've got like the full on like steer skulls outside uh-huh. front. And, you know, this is like a real little uh, southwestern little place. And we go in and my hand to God, you could buy – there were these massive swastika flags on the ceiling. Wow. And I'm not Jewish, but I kind of have been told that I look Jewish. So my mm-hmm. wife and I both have – like we just have to get John out of here. Let's just get John <laughs> out of this store as quickly as we possibly or, can. let's just get a few of these flags. <laughs> Put and, them on the side of our car and keep going. <laughs> um, what's the worst that can happen when we get to L.A. with two swastikas hanging off of our Japanese I don't think L.A. Car? would notice that. I, I, um, I think you would just drive by and everybody would just keep smoking pot and doing their own who thing. Who was the guy who had the crazy car in L.A. in the early aughts? Um, oh, I know. Who you know who I mean, right? Yeah, who decorated. Dennis. Dennis Woodruff. Dennis, Dennis Woodruff. You're exactly right. Yeah, he, we lived right near, I think right near he's Dennis. He's still around, right? I haven't seen his car in years. No, he's got lots of cars. He oh, keeps okay. going with Cars. He had like the Dennis Woodruff mobile. So Dennis Woodruff, you don't know who this guy is, but he was He's a, worth a Google. He was a f- worth a Google failed actor. Is it fair yeah. to say he wanted to be an actor and he, he he was really not getting anywhere? So what he did is he really tricked out the cars in the right word. He would what would he do to it? He would paint them with house paint. He'd put like bushes on the top of them. It's hard to really describe he what he decorated them more than tricked them out. He decorated them, I mean, right. he treated them like he was a production designer and right. they were these sort of rolling art installations. But not yeah, yeah, art and production designer are even a little too highfalutin words for what he was doing. I'm a, I'm right? a generous movie. This is kind of a I don't know, kind of a hoarder type guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead and of storing stuff on the inside of the car, yeah. he stuck it to the outside. Yeah, nothing right? in his garage. It's just all on his hood <laughs> just, and his. Yeah, no concept. Nope. But you noticed him when you drove down the road. When you, you were on Sunset Boulevard, I saw him all the time. And I went, there's Dennis Woodruff. And I really did consider, like, maybe. There's a place to hire this guy. Maybe we should do something with him, right? Have you? You need to get him on the show, man. You should get him on the show. That. I mean, I, I bet it would be a fascinating hour. Really? Oh, I think you should get him. And while you're, make while you while you're up, try and get uh, Angeline, who I understand is selling the Porsche. Well, she was a Corvette, right? Corvette, sorry, she had right. a pink Corvette. But do you really think she's got anything to say? 
<laughs> Maybe about that car. I don't know. <laughs> no. Uh, Angeline, you can Google her too. She's another one. She's was she an actress? She was an actress in her. She used to put up in her old day, right? And and she her thing was pink. So you know she's probably about ninety eight years old right Give or now. Take yeah. And she drove she's probably low sixties actually. But let's as far as L A term, she's low sixties. You, you think? Know. Yeah, I think she right. she got her big start in the eighties when she was sort of a. A starlet. See, when I first saw her, she looked like she was in her 80s, and now, but she again, w- I'm in a generous mood. Let's say 98. <laughs> Woodruff and Angeline, those are your soft spots. But um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Interesting car characters uh, driving around LA. So this now- is, so I, I moved to LA, and I, I I realized that you know, a I've got to get a license because mm-hmm. I, I did a ton of uh, LA on foot and on the bus for a few months there, which. Mm-hmm is fascinating and i recommend it i recommend our public transportation system anyway because it's fascinating yeah um but except you know, when it goes underground um yeah but you know that <laughs> and the earth shakes but go ahead the, you, yeah okay that's terrifying <laughs> but if even that though you go like the subways because they're so hardly ever used they're immaculate they're yeah that's really, true that's really true. clean down there well this new someone... santa monica one is pretty good my yeah. family takes that one to downtown events all the time and comes back well, my downtown's wife a great it. place to take the subway to because the right. parking sucks down there so you take the subway downtown yes. it's fantastic right. off at pershing square go to clifton's make a day of it when they do it i usually uh take my car that's how much I love cars, but I let them go on their train, so and they I, train back. So half the family is green. Fantastic. That's 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 more or less. So yeah. you get your driver's so license. So you're like half a DiCaprio. So wait, did you say you got your driver's license? I got out here? my driver's license. So, but you're already driving across the country. Your wife drove the my whole wife way. Drove the entire she did. way. Wow. And was actually, I have to say, not a martyr about it. She was a very good sport about it. Yeah. But finally, after about six months here, you got to get your license, and it's a little different out here, right? Well, you know, I. So what did you do? Go to a driving school. I went to Melrose Driving School, and it's oh, me boy. and a bunch of teenagers and a bunch of recent <laughs> emigres to the country. Okay. And I'm like 30, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like the only person with, without acne who, right. who speaks the king's English, and. And uh, it was fascinating. And what they do is – people are always like, oh, my God, you learned to drive in L.A. That's crazy. I maintain there's no better way to do it. Right. I On your second driving lessons, you go on the freeway. <laughs> we went on the 101, my second time behind the wheel of a car. But did you have any the- idea, like, what anything was? Like the throttle, the brake? I had a, yeah, I mean, Any I had a fundamental. Th- I mean, right. I, I'd watched my wife drive. I'd watched other people drive. I so what do they do? Is it a little classroom instruction? Then they throw you into the car? Or they just much, throw you into yeah. the car? They, and was they, it that I've never – I mean, I never took – my high school uh, science teacher taught me how to drive. My high school did not have driver's ed. He was the ed. driver's ed guy. So many but high did they schools have, in New York Did they have, have the car ed. with the two steering wheels and the two brakes? And, yes. Yeah? Yeah. And did you need that stuff? Yes. Yes, I most certainly did. I, uh, I we, we took the draw. We took the uh, we got on the road at the 101. So how old are you out. at this I'm point? I'm 30. You're 30, and, and you're learning how to drive. They that's teach... that's rough because it's hard to learn stuff when you're 30, right? They teach teenagers how to drive because teenagers have no concept of their own mortality. 30 year olds have loved and lost, <laughs> right? And you're out there, and you understand that we are on this time. We were on yes. this earth for a finite amount of time, yes. and and that's the problem. Is you might fear. be the instrument of someone's destruction. It, the the fear and anxiety that goes into learning yes. to drive when you're 30 is no joke. So I finally got my license about a month shy of 31. Okay. 
Okay. It took a year. It, it took No, it took like half a year. Um, Why did it take um, a half a year? Because I flunked my test a couple times. Dude. Did you really? Yeah, I flunked my test a couple times. The driver's test, the written uh-huh. part or the... No, written part I nailed. On theory, I had it. It was the practice that screwed me up. Oh, my gosh. And so I would go to the DMV at, on uh, on Cole right in Hollywood. But, see, all this makes you a cool New Yorker, by the way. This I is, guess this, so. It's just a cool New Yorker story. But so... A lame Californian, but a cool New Yorker. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's for that super lame Californian. The so you, lamest Californian. you get your license and it comes to... Time to? To drive myself to jobs, finally. So I, I get this commercial that, that shoots out in Pasadena. Right. And uh, so I've got to take the 101 to the 134, and I show up on set, and they, and they say, how was the drive? And for the first time in my life, I'm able to answer. And I'm able to, you know what? I had some traffic on the 134. It's kind of a parking lot out there, and I. It just felt good to bitch about traffic right. from a firsthand place. Yeah. Again, I'm 31. <laughs> And I'm just, I just like the all the petty little nuisances that come with driving are a new toy for me. Right. I couldn't have been more. Ex- and again, what, shitty '98 Civic. What did you notice right away that you hated on the road? Because now I've been driving probably since I was three years old. Right, of course. Where did you grow up? In Massachusetts, in in West Bridgewater, a small town, okay, uh, south of Boston. Oh, really? Okay, my yeah. wife's from Swampscott. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, North what's Shore. Your, what's your wife's name? Jen Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah that's right. Here we go. I know the swamp, Scott Pitumbos. Um, the uh, You know, we're all warring factions in Massachusetts. Oh, it's all you Hatfield McCoy shit. You have to be from shit. the town. Otherwise, it's like Game of Thrones. But you, you all claim swamp... to be from Boston, though, so what the fuck? Yeah, you all no, claim... I'll talk to her maybe now, but, you know, not long. Yeah, but there are people from Nashua who claim to be from Boston. You yeah, people no. are just like, oh, I root for the Sox, therefore I'm from Boston. Which yeah, I don't associate does not fly them. in New York. No. I will not stand for that. I don't socialize with people from East Bridgewater. <laughs> <laughs> or plain Bridgewater. Wow, it's, it's like just a really, West Bridgewater. It's, it's just a West Bridgewater. Really mundane West Side story over where you're from, isn't well, it? Well, we're huh? a, we're an angry people. I see that, <laughs> but I've softened a little bit. But getting back to you on the road, like what what's driving me nuts right now is it seems like everybody's driving on the left side of the road in the left lane slowly. Have you noticed that? That uh, the left lane has become the slow lane. Yeah, that is striking. And I, I am... So when you get on the road for the first time and you're in our California highways and you're driving, what are you noticing that's making you crazy? How no one is observing the speed limit. How the speed limit is there to protect us and no one is honoring so it. You don't like I'm the... the only person who's actually doing 35 <laughs> right. on the streets and so you're 65 on the... Right. But So I stay in the right lane, though. Right. I stay that's in good. the slow that's lane. Perfect. Um, uh, because that way it's easier to exit. Uh, the first thing that noted, well, you know, I actually, I, I took to driving pretty quickly and, uh, But you're, you're all about following the rules. All about following the rules. And everybody else is all about It seems like that, everyone else is. The gray zone. Everyone else is mad maxing it out there. But you know I, what I mean about the gray zone? The, this is, we know how far we can take it without getting a ticket. Right? Well, there is a rule on the books in Los Angeles that you drive <clears throat> with the flow of traffic, which is right. sort of like, and that is a... And you can use that in defense of a speeding ticket, although it probably won't work. But no. the, but you can say, like, listen, if everyone's doing 75 and a 65, right. then in order to be safe, I, too, have to do 75. So do you get do you get tickets? Yes, I've gotten – I've only <clears throat> actually gotten one speeding ticket in my life, and it was that death trap at um, right by the Oakwood Apartments. Uh, there's a, there's a, a oh, there's sh- one right there? There's a stretch of uh, – in Burbank, uh, on non-LA, Barham. Listen, on Barham, where it's downhill. You're coming right off the freeway, and Boy, there's I always a that. cop there. Boy, I did not know that. And, there, he's, and they get people all the time who are, like, running – basically because you're right down the hill from Warner Brothers. Right. So they catch actors who are late for an audition. They just <laughs> nail us. All one, the people who don't have money. Yeah, exactly. And they just – they. <laughs> 
catch this one <clears> after <throat> another. It's just a it's a net for late actors. So then, <clears throat> excuse me. So then, do you? Start collecting cars at some point. You start buying. I mean, it, it, you know what? I, here's you're the such thing. a novice I, driver. What I do for years and years is I and I get on some series and I get some work, but <clears> I, <throat> I I I don't want to be the guy who like gets his pilot picked up and buys a Porsche. Because Why not? That because that never works. First out. of all, it's Porsche. Okay. It's a family name. Yes. Again, we've been talking about family names here: <laughs> Bowie and Bowie. I didn't want to be the guy you, you who just gets Bowie a too Bowie expensive Porsche. car. I wanted to be a sensible guy. I wanted to be a fuel-efficient guy. So for years, I drove Priuses. They're not sexy, but they get you there. Until. Boy. Right. Hear me out. No, my wife is on her fourth one. I understand that. The Prius is a fine car. First off, you can parallel. It's fun to parallel no park No one's going to give you any sympathy on this show for that. So it don't... is fun to parallel park a Prius. All right? It's it fun. Is that, it is fun. It's that easy. It's like parking a wallet. It's a tiny little car. Yeah, no. It's wonderful for parallel I, parking. You know, when I... When my wife said she wanted a Prius long ago, she yeah. I said, I'll get you one. Sounds good. I, I, for me, it was just about saving money. I was like, this is going to be a really cheap lease. I'll get it. Yeah. And it was delivered when she was out of town. They, they brought this green Prius and put it in my driveway. And I said, why is it green? When, they, only, they, got, when they came in the only green. They came no, in my, kind of like he goes, green. your wife said that she wanted to be – she wants to be green. So she wanted a green Prius so everybody knows she's green. A little right? on the nose for my A little case, on the nose, okay. right? But I'm left alone with this new thing. So I get in it. And I'm like, this is amazing, you know, and I drive down the street and I'm like, I totally get this. This is wild. This is the first hybrid I've ever driven. It was like driving an iPod, like an iPhone, <laughs> like I'm in this new technology and, yeah. I'm, and I'm grooving on it. I'm like, she's, she's got something here, right? Up till now, I'm only driving Porsches and crazy, crazy stuff. But I'm going to say, so I take a left on Sunset and uh, I go by, you know where the Roxy is? Sure. And I get up to a stoplight, and I'm and I'm loving this thing. And and I see some kids, some 14 year old kids, group of them, going, "Roll your window down, roll your window down." And I and I think they're really excited about my car. They're waiting to get in line at the Roxy. And I go and I roll my window. And I go, "Yeah, check it out." And they go, uh, "They go, nice car." I said, "What?" And they go, "Nice car, homo." <laughs> and I went, "What?" Fantastic. <laughs> and he said, "They go, you're gay." <laughs> they wanted to clarify it. They wanted to clarify. Oh, I like a clear hate. So crime. I got gay bashed, and I didn't. And I was so taken aback by the whole thing, by everything that was happening, doing all the mental calculus for like, I'm being gay bashed. I'm not gay, but not that it matters. But then also Prius bashed. The only thing I could think to say back to them was, "Yes, I'm gay. Gay for the environment." And then they looked at me really confused. And I went, yeah, I don't know why I said that. And I rolled my window up. No, and, you should have stuck to that. That's fantastic. And then I turned around and I brought the Prius home. That's a T-shirt is okay. what that is. Well, the whole thing was ugly on all sides of it, even my response. I've been, you know, for years going, I keep thinking I had a better response there, you know, like the Seinfeld episode we did. But Better than gay for the environment? I don't think better. you can top that. No. <laughs> a friend of mine. Uh... But I wanted to. <laughs> but then years later, I was going to get a Prius like yeah. you, right? Okay. And, and and a good friend of mine, uh, Roger Cumble is his name. I know pulled, Roger. You know Roger? Yeah. You look like a guy that would know Roger. Roger pulled <laughs> me aside and he goes, look. He goes, I'm going to tell you this is your friend. You can't drive a Prius. And I said, why? He goes, you don't look right in a Prius. Interesting. And I thought about this Roxy moment. Interesting. And he said, you're hosting a show called The Car Matchmaker. Yeah. <laughs> and, and The Car Matchmaker doesn't drive a Prius. No, he probably doesn't. That's a good point. <laughs> right? And that was really – that was very insightful and it was a very uh, smart thing to say. I was really appreciative of that. A friend of mine goes into a fourth season of, of a TV show. We will get into names. 
but she decides that she wants to upgrade well, we her know car it's a, a woman. little bit. Yes. And uh, it's a woman. It's an actress in Hollywood. Okay. Narrow that down. What and network? she um, uh, she gets uh, she decides that she wants like a really modest Acura. Every Acura buyer buyer wants the same thing. Very modest Acura, and she goes to her friends, and she's like, "You yeah, know, that's kind of a cool car." And everyone's mm-hmm. like, "I mean, it's an Acura. It's fine. It's neither cool nor not cool." Acura it's just buyers a, don't care about cars. They don't a, even know what the models they are. They're buying. RDX, so she gets MDX. this very modest Acura, right? And she's driving down Ventura, and she sees the same car, make, year, color, in front of her. She pulls up behind it, and the car in front of her, the same Acura, has a license plate that reads Number One Nana. <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> and it ruined her day. It ruined her day. Uh, but that how did she cool. not know this going into this situation? Doesn't I mean, she's wrong cars. from the top. Doesn't care this about This is cars. why I have a whole show about helping people with the cars, because I could have stopped her from buying the Acura. Well, here's what so I So wait, so you, uh, you, so I, I you, you're in this Prius. I do Priuses for years, and <clears throat> I look great in a Prius, by the way. No, you I'm, don't. I'm head-to-toe beta. It looks fine. It's, <laughs> it's, it, it's a perfect match. It's a perfect you're match. You're head-to-toe binary. It's absolutely like this is a guy who drives a Prius. And right. Terrific. And look, it's gray. Perfect. But so I'm driving uh, to work uh, about two months ago, mm-hmm. and I'm in a stoplight on Olympic, and there's a commercial Ford van behind me that's pulling up. And it's going along the fast side. And I go, man, that guy's going kind of fast. I wonder if he's going to be able to stop. And then it becomes very clear that he is, in fact, not going to be able to stop. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes very clear that he's going to hit me. And it's just really a matter of question of how hard he hits me. And you know how time slows down when you're about to be in an accident? No. Okay, well, it does. And <laughs> you, you, I'm sitting there just waiting. There's nothing I can do. I'm blocked on either side. I can't steer out of the way. I can't move forward because I'll hit the car You're going to take the hit, right. I'm going to take this hit. And I just see this Ford logo come closer and closer until it basically enters my car. <laughs> Shatters my back window. There's glass in Did my hair. Did you depress the brake? Did you leave the brake off to absorb some of the impact? I see. I, I didn't have the time to think about that. I had the brake. I, I had my foot on the brake. I stayed on the brake, and then I put it in park. I, I get out of the car. The back of my car is just accordion. It's destroyed, right? Accordion. Right. Now the cabin is fine. My airbag does not deploy. Okay. I'm a little shaken. Well, there's no airbag behind you. Exactly. But, like, it's not the sort of thing where, like, I was going to get hit so hard that I'd be thrown into the wheel and the airbag would deploy. It was yeah. Just, no, it you're was... going into the seat first. So it, it – I, I get well jolted. I get out of the car. The Ford van, you'd have to be told that it had been in an accident. It is fine. Nothing. Uh-huh. The, 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 we, the license plate isn't even dented. There's right. No, it's, it's in perfect condition. <clears throat> it and sounds it was, like you're, you were a little off the brakes. It was at this point that I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's time to buy American. So the Prius is totaled. The Prius is just – there's no salvaging this car at all. I'm right. fine. Yes. So the Prius saved your life. The Prius saved my life, but it's, it's not a car that drives away from a crash. It, no, well, this sounds like a pretty big impact crash. That was a nasty one. It's a Ford yeah, commercial. But I'm van. glad it took this crash. See, to me, this is your higher power telling you to get out of that car and into something cool. And I'm hoping you're going to get to something cool after this. Well, I, you know, it depends <laughs> on how you define cool, Spike. <clears throat> I um, define it pretty simply. Okay. Cool. Something cool. All right. Here, to but me, okay. let me guess. Did you go to some big SUV after that? After the crash? No, no I didn't. I didn't. I went American, but I didn't go. You SUV. did. Okay. Um. One of my favorite movies of all time is Repo Man. Okay. I love that movie. It's great. Okay. What's the car they're looking for in the Repo Man? Do you remember? I don't remember, no. It's a Chevy Malibu. Yeah. So I go online and I go, you know what would be crazy? <laughs> if they had the car – hear me out. If they Stop. If they had <clears throat> the car from Repo Man 
but as a hybrid, and they do. I drive a Chevy Malibu hybrid. <laughs> I drive the eco-conscious version of the car from Repo Man. Oh, my God. That's awesome. And you still have it? <laughs> it's downstairs. I thought we were going to go ride in it. I thought I would. I cleaned out my footwell because I thought to, we were going no, we to go for a ride in my... I don't think ride in that car. It's the car from Repo Man! But I, is it literally the car from Repo Man? It's well, not. No, it's, it's, the it's got the Malibu on it. It's yeah. a Chevy Malibu from 2017. It's not from oh the my 80s. God. You need my help. You need my help. All right, I'm a. All right, I'm. You a are now the star old. of an ABC show. I'm also a father of two. Your father. So am I. Okay. What does that have to do with anything? I'm just saying. Let's. Okay. So what? You've got your Malibu. Okay. So what's what are my... the what are the cars and what are the brands that you liked growing up? Let's start there. I mean, let's forget about what people are going to think. And I'm an actor and X, Y, and Z. Look, you said it yourself. You've got a couple summers left on this planet. Before it's <laughs> over, right? Right. What do you have? Any cars that are on your radar? Things that you dream of? Things that you would want? You things know, that you look at that you go, "My God, that's what a beautiful thing that well, is." Well, remember that you know, very few New Yorkers have dream cars because I know our one. main job is we're trying not to. I, his get name hit is Jerry Seinfeld. He's got all sorts of dream cars. Okay, all right. That's all right. That's a <laughs> what good are you example. talking about? All right. Um, the rest of them are are, uh, are cab drivers. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Well, look. Um, all right. Gonna... You know what would be fun? Um, uh, what would be a fun, like, sports car? You take to... a second to think about this. We're going to take a break right now, all right? And when we come back, we're going to hear what your dream car is. Oh, you're going to make fun of it. In order to feel comfortable that you're getting a fair price, you need pricing context, information that empowers you to feel confident. With TrueCar, you'll see what other people in your local market paid for the car you want. From there, you can connect with a local TrueCar certified dealer and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Using TrueCar, you can easily find the car you want. TrueCar will show you what other people in your area paid for the car you want. Now you know what a fair price is, so you can feel confident. Once you register, you'll see real pricing on actual inventory. This is competitive pricing offered to you only by a TrueCar certified dealer for an actual vehicle on their lot. It's pricing you'll see before going to a dealership, so you can feel confident when you show up. With TrueCar, you can connect with a local certified dealer of your choosing, so you can enjoy a quick, easy buying experience. TrueCar customers are more likely to enjoy a faster buying process when they connect with TrueCar certified dealers. TrueCar users save an average of 3000 off MSRP. Wow, that is a lot of dough. And when you're ready to buy, visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states, and I'm not going to tell you which features or which states. Hey, I'm Jordan Rogers. And I'm Luke Rogers. And we're the hosts of Sports Related. And we're brothers. We're going to bring the thunder. You're going to leave smarter. We're going to drop mind grenades. We're going to mm. carpet bomb your brain mm. with sports and culture. And if you're a guy, you're going to get in touch with your feminine side. If you're a girl, you're going to like sports. If you already like sports, you're going to know how to talk about sports. Even if you don't like sports, you're going to learn how to talk about sports. We're going to bring it, and we're going to bring it hard. You're going to get to know us a little bit, too. The embarrassing background stories. Luke pooping his pants as a grown adult. Yep, it happened. I'll share it. It's not a good story. <laughs> but join us because we're going to give you something to take away every week. Remember to download new episodes every Friday at the Podcast One app or subscribe to Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. All right, we're back with John Ross Bowie. Hello. A, uh, a vestigial car guy. 
<laughs> He's in the beginning, the very beginning of this driving, this driving thing of ours. I feel like a tail growing out the back of a mutant baby. No, but I like hearing this stuff because you know this isn't going to be a show where you come on because you're a restorer, or you're, you're 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 you know like Rod Emery, you're doing all these great creations. I like the driving story of everybody. There's so many people that I meet who say I'm not a car guy, I'm not this, but we're all driving around, and all of that experience is useful to somebody somewhere. And when in Rome, I mean, Los Angeles is a car city, and people maintain cars here right. because it's not like you're going to get snow damage. So, no, but you, you know. have some funny car things happening. I love this drive across the country that your wife has to do all the driving. I and loved it. I and loved you're just sitting there eating me. what? Pork rinds? And uh, probably Fritos at the time. Fritos at the time. Then you have I, to come here. I had a lightning fast metabolism. Huh? And then you have to get your, your, your driver's license, which is pretty emasculating in front of all these yeah. teenagers who are doing better than you. Oh, and then better. you do... What a lot of people do, by the way, a lot of people in comedy do, the first car is comedy-related choices. You make yeah. a comedy-related car choice. Yeah. Seth MacFarlane bought a DeLorean when he got, made did a little he money. really? Right. The first thing he did is he got a DeLorean, right? There he used to be it. a DeLorean down my street when I lived yes. in Silver Lake, right? Mm -hmm. And I would, I would go by, and it was constantly just by itself. No mm -hmm. one was getting in or out of it. And sometimes it wouldn't be there at all. And my wife and I would joke like, "Haha, it's back in 1955." But we were we were we were going by, and finally I saw somebody. You know, the gull wings are up, and I see somebody getting into it, and I pull up alongside him, like, "You, this is your DeLorean." He goes, "Yeah," and I was like, "I have to ask you, where do you get?" Where do you get a DeLorean service? Like, if mm -hmm. something goes wrong, what do you do with a DeLorean? He goes, I go to the place in Gardena. Like, I'm the asshole for not knowing yeah. where. Like, oh, the place in Gardena. Of course, the DeLorean no. dealership in Gardena. <laughs> Silly fucking me. <laughs> I was so mad at they're, that guy. DeLorean's back. I think they're in two states right now. I think they're in Texas and they're here in L.A. They are back in a big way. That is fantastic. We, they keep coming up. But, I, you know, I've never driven one, but I hear they're, they're awful to drive. Well, don't so don't get a DeLorean. Short. They're so short. Well, I'm only five eight, the, and I look at those things, and I'm like, "What is this thing?" Well, anytime you're creating a new car, you know, how much has to go into that? Every little part, even yeah. though that, as I understand it, is Volvo parts or something. It's parts taken from other cars. The guy, you know how it all ends up. It ends up in that little hotel in Brentwood yeah. with bags of cocaine and suitcases full of money. And yeah, you know, it's a mess. So that guy. Obviously, it ends He's, poorly. It ends poorly, and he didn't. He didn't really make a good car. What are the other comedy cars that? So I've got. I've got a Chevy Malibu. Well, you can think of any man. comedy car from any show that we, you know, we, we've ever seen, right? The 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 Blues Brothers cars. You what, get what into it, that vibe with when a it, Plymouth something or other. It's just an old American beater that kind of looks like a cop car with a little light on the side, or anything that's going on with American graffiti. Like I, oh yeah, you know, when I go back and think of. Like my favorite cars from uh, movies and TV shows, you've got Batmobiles. You've sure. got the stuff like that. Somebody had a Batmobile cruising around uh, the other night when they did the Bat Signal for Adam West oh, downtown. Yeah? Somebody had an authentic 66 Batmobile just driving around uh, City Hall. <laughs> I think I know that guy. Uh, you probably do. Um, <laughs> it didn't have the fire going out the back. I know who so that is. There's a really... whole group of them, yeah, I'm and they sure. have TV re uh, show replica cars. Wow. And they're super cool guys, and they do yeah. stuff like that. Super no, cool? Super cool nerdy guys okay. like us. All right, yeah. So super cool with an asterisk. <laughs> See, Jim, just hearing that somebody was doing that made me want to go out and, and do that too. Like, how did I miss that? In other <laughs> words, that sounds way more fun than what I was doing that night. Okay, so how about this? Um, so come on. So I'm, all right. Let's so be serious not now. Being a not, being, not growing up in a car You culture. have an unlimited amount of money to spend. A bitchin' Camaro. 
Uh, so you go with an American car. I would probably go with an American car. I like to. I mean, I so, like the so idea an old one, so an, an old Camaro. That doesn't really because those cars were, you know, they're old cars from the '60s. Doesn't help anybody but the guy who's selling it to you. Yeah, but if you can, you can do things now where you put something under the hood that makes it not quite the guzzler right. that it would be in 1965, and uh, I think it would be fun because I was I grew up listening to a lot of punk rock, and the Dead Milkman had a great song <laughs> called "Bitch and Camaro," and I think it'd be a, a, there are worse reasons to buy a car. Like for instance, you saw it in Repo Man, so uh, "Bitch and Camaro." All might of your be reasons are very car. cerebral. It's very interesting. It's not because I got in this thing and I drove it and I liked it. It's some reference to a song or a guy or a movie. Or... Well, you know, it's funny. Like, the only time I've ever... I, you, I've... you know what the actor car is? What is the actor car? Yeah, if you're an actor. You're making money. You're an actor. There are two. I see a lot of Mercedes out there. I see a lot of Audis out there. Audis and BMWs, right. BMWs, Somewhere yeah. in the 5 Series category. Yeah. That's the one. Black, black, nondescript. No one can get at me. No one can make fun of me. I'm successful, but not so successful. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's those are the cars. You know what the showrunner car is? No. Tesla. It is? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, right now it's the Tesla big time. Big time. There's on the Fox I'm a showrunner. I, I don't have one. There's a bunch They're of just everywhere, network, right? Maybe I mean network showrunners. Yeah, networks um, too, network executives. The, well, they uh, get the best parking on the lot. They, get they the have best all parking those on the like, lot. That's right. They get the best parking with the shortest amount of walking. Now, here's something I've been wondering and maybe you're wondering too. When we all give in and get electric cars, mm-hmm. who gets those Four or five places that have the chargers. Like, do you know what I mean? So let's. So now you're going. I'm trying to think of the right place. Okay, Dodger Stadium. Oh wow, yeah. Dodger Stadium. Ten years from now is all electric cars. Have to have a new grid. And everybody wants to plug in when they get there. At what point do the corporations turn and go? Look, I'm. We're tired of paying for the electricity here. You're on your own here. You know, it'll pay for your own charge. I actually think the invisible hand of the free market will take care of that somehow. But uh, I I don't think so. Here's another thing. All right. Okay, I'm listening. Not that I'm against electric cars. What What are we doing in an earthquake? And the electricity gets turned off for a week. Um, Where do we go to charge our electric cars? You know, that's when we. That's when it falls. You know who who saves the day? Who's that? That asshole with the DeLorean in Silver Lake. <laughs> that's the guy who steps right. up with all his Coke money and and starts shuttling water and, and dry goods back and forth. I know it's a Honda generator <laughs> moment. I think. I think you have to get out and pull the Briggs and Stratton and start up the generator. <laughs> Your electric car. See, I, uh, Erica now, obviously my wife who loves Priuses on her fourth one, wants an electric car of some sort. Sure. Doesn't need to be a Tesla. She doesn't care about that stuff. But I live in an old house and, and it's, uh, it, it's not rated for that. No. Like, so we were going to do it and I was going to install the charger and they said, your house will just go down. Like, I have to redo the entire circuit board to get an electric car done. Your house and will go down in value or in flames? No, no, the house in flames. Okay. Like, wow. it'll All just, right, I'll be constantly resetting the charger. Oh. And so, so now I have this giant, so it doesn't matter. I'm going to have to do it because, you know. Your, your wife wants something. This is a it's small It's a worthwhile ask. cause. Too, it's a worthwhile yeah. cause. You yeah. know, I don't want to have to open up the books and show her why. You know, mm-hmm. I would rather, you know, make a big deal out of it and go, well, it's going to be a big cost, honey, than have her know how much money I make. What did you drive here? What I drove my GT3 today. Okay. That's, you know what that is? That's a... Uh, it's called. It, this is. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's, a, sure, it's but... a race car that Porsche makes. Okay. That's designed to drive to the racetrack and also for street. So really? it's got a wing on the back, and uh, that's to keep the the ass on the ground over 160. And I, I just love these things. Do you? Um, do you? Did you do some street racing on the way here to make some extra money? <laughs> no, I don't. I never race. Straight? I never race on the street. No, I never do. Well, that. Listen, I know you can't legally say <laughs> you did, but like, can you like we're, this, wink at me but if you, you did some street if racing. If you drove this car, you would absolutely love it. Oh, here's something. Okay. I don't drive stick. 
Why well, would of I? Of course. Well, you're, that's like most of the country right now. Right? Yeah. Okay. They don't. The number of people who have come on my show who don't drive stick, that's everybody pretty oh, much. Oh, really? I'm yeah. surprised to hear that, actually. But it, it, I feel like it, it, I, it's almost like not being able to ride a bike at this point. I feel like there's people well, who Well, no, are... they're being phased out. Okay. You know, even Porsche is in an interesting push and pull with them right now about, you know, the new GT3s. This, this GT3 that I have, they didn't offer stick. Okay. It's a, it's a PDK transmission, which is their automatic transmission. And their theory is, look, you're going to save money on gas, and we can shift – the computer chip can shift way faster than you can with your hands and your clutch and your three pedals. Yeah, of course. What they failed to realize is guys like us, me – we like to have fun when we drive. We like to be engaged. We don't. Right. We're not going faster. It's not a passive. I want thing. something to do because otherwise my squirrel brain is going to go into overdrive, and I'm going to defeat myself by two in the afternoon. Yeah, it's just about how you didn't please your father. How you didn't <laughs> right, please your father. Exactly. It's better if your that, hands are exactly. busy. I get and, it. And the manual gear shift helps me with that. It's therapy, and on the weekends it's fun. So now in these new GT3s. I can see your eyes glazing. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm listening fully to this. engaged. I'm fully engaged. Right. Yeah. The, the new, new GT3s, GT3s, they're giving us the manual back. Oh, All right? nice. Muzzle It's off. coming back. Uh, I have one on order in September. But I'm driving this one today, and I'm conflicted because I love it so much. I'm having such a nice drive in it at such a nice time. I, it's funny. I, you, I, to, to learn manual, I guess you could. I mean, I guess that some of the cars you're interested in have a manual transmission, but... Why would you do that to yourself? Do you want to? Because I'll teach you. I have some demons. I have some demons that I could stand to <laughs> avoid, and if I had both hands engaged, I could I could avoid them. And it looks like fun. My friends who have mm-hmm. uh, who who drive stick have a great time. Mm-hmm. They they drive very aggressively, but they they seem to really be enjoying themselves. Yes. Here's the one time I drove a really like fancy luxury car was I was playing a uh, a businessman on an episode of Monk. Okay, and um, uh, and I was I was the guy who was very stoic. Like I don't care about cars. I don't care. About, I've got my Prius. Don't worry about me. I don't care about cars. All cars are the same. I sit down in this in this uh, in this late model BMW. I'm sorry, I can't tell you the exact make, the exact model rather. And I sit down, and it's like driving a goddamn cloud. And I was like, oh, I see. Cars are yes. not created equal. I understand now. Yes, this is amazing. Now you and understand. It's just literally it was just me going through a uh, going through an intersection, just an exterior shot of me growing through this intersection a couple times, and it was. The smoothest thing I've ever operated. It was right. the most gorgeous. And that's when I started to like, when I have a little bit of money, we'll start taking things a little more seriously. And See? i got to say, the Malibu handles so much nicer than <laughs> Hear me out. Will you stop making fun of my Repo Man car? Malibu this is a car- hybrid. I'm more interested in what you just said because you just said something very profound. It's what my whole business as a car matchmaker is based on. Okay. When people ask me for advice or any of us for advice, they don't really want to take it. They okay. just want to be validated. They okay. just want – but when I can put them behind the wheel of something, that experience you just had yeah. in a luxury automobile. You right. say, I'm not about cars, but then you get in and you go, oh, I get this. Yeah. And it delivers that relaxation, that calm, that peace. You that have two smoothness. kids. Yeah. That smoothness, which, by the way, you can find in cars that aren't luxury automobiles. Yeah. When, I, when a guy like you gets in a performance car, have you driven anything fast? No. No, no, no. I haven't. You will lose your mind. Okay. So what's my car? So well, I, I, now I, I want to let you drive my GT3 right now so you can you can experience it. Really? We'll go for a little spin. Yeah, because I think you'll love it. All I right. think you'll actually lose your mind in this thing. Really? Yeah. Do you re- And I say this a lot, but do you, do you remember what it was like the first time you put Nike sneakers on? Yes. Okay. Okay. That feeling. You're strapping on Superman's suit. 
Wow. And you can do anything. Okay. And if you make mistakes, it'll fix it. I remember the enormous tongue of my Nikes uh, uh, just now. What were they? they? It was a short-lived brand in the late '80s. But uh, you're they, ruining my analogy. No, it's perfect. No, I'm with your. I'm, I'm, you I'm run fast. I'm enhancing you can, it. You can I am jump enhancing higher. your analogy. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we've been listening to the very entertaining John Ross Bowie. Right? Yes, you got it. He is the star of ABC Speechless. It's entering its second season. Um, you're starting in September or October? When do you guys start? We'll, do be, you know? we'll be back on the air in September. In September, Wednesdays at 8.30. Congratulations, man. It's Thank a big you. deal. Thank I loved, you very much. Uh, I love chatting with you. I loved hearing about this drive across the country and, and, and first-time driving stories. Wonderful. This was fun, man. Thank you. And, uh, and I want you to go come drive my GT3 right now. Sold. It's, you know how many people listening right now are going, oh, fuck. Yeah. He's driving it? No. It's, I'm going to let you drive it. I, I am uh, grateful for the opportunity. All right, man. Let's go. Okay. Thanks for listening to Spike's Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com. All right. Have you heard about the new Podcast One app? There is no other podcast app like this. Exclamation point. Download the all-new Podcast One app now in the App Store or on Google Play Now. You can find out everything about your favorite shows and get more content from my show. Find articles, social media, episodes, and even make playlists. It's easy to comment and connect with other fans, too. We have our own little community on there. You can share your favorite content and see behind-the-scenes photos. Plus, get a 360-degree video and watch a bunch of shows in virtual reality. There's over a 1,000 videos on there right now, exclamation point. It's like you're in the studio. No, exclamation point. The new Podcast One app looks so cool and has so many little things you can do, including fun things like rewards for listening. So what are you waiting for? Download the new Podcast One app in the App Store or Google Play now, exclamation point.